Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom. I started that out sounding kind of Southern, like, well, hello there. (laughs) Or like you didn't know that you were recording. Well, hello. Like this, like, oh, didn't see you there. Hi. (laughs) Hi, how's it going? How long have you been there? I woke up like this. this I woke up like this. I woke up like this. How are you, Ambie? I am doing super duper. How are you doing today? Hmm, I'm doing well. Although I just ate like 9 billion lime tostita chips and I was so hungry and that just wasn't the best choice. But you know what? It tasted good. It's a Monday. It's almost Cinco de Mayo. It's in theme. <laughs> um, but I am also having a good day. Uh, we've got a lot of very exciting things happening. Like I, oh my god, I was just texting with someone I haven't talked to in a while, and they were like, "Tell me what's going on." Like I want to live vicariously through you because I'm going through this one thing. So like, what's going on with you? I was like, "Man, well, let me tell you." Yeah, basically, I was like, honestly, like everything that I want to happen is happening. Like I feel, I don't know, I, it's very exciting. So. I'm at a place that I, I noticed I'm self-conscious about telling people what we're doing because I, it's so exciting and so fun. And I've noticed that people are like, that's nice. Like, you know what I mean? But in <laughs> it there. It sounds braggy, but you don't yeah, want to be yeah. braggy. Yeah, I don't want to be braggy, but I also want to be like, you'll never believe what we're doing. <laughs> I know. I know. I've had moments like that too where I'm like, I want to like, I've also been manifesting all this other stuff and I've been like self-conscious about like sharing it out even though I'm so excited because I don't know. I guess I'm kind of self-conscious that people are going to be like, you're doing too much. Like you're, you're, you're really doing a lot here. And I'm like, I know, like, that's the point. Isn't that's it? exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like that COVID slingshot has been released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It really has because we have a lot of things in the works. Beautiful listeners, we can't talk about it now, but it's really exciting. Um, We can talk about one of the things now, kind of. We can talk about two of the things, technically. Okay. Well, I only know about one. Okay. Well, let me start with this. Okay. So, guys, we are are very, very excited about this. So, we are going to be in South Carolina – the last weekend of June, which is June 25th, 26th, 27th. And on June 26th, we are going to be doing, this is the plan and we're in talks about it right now, but we're just 
putting it out there for you guys because we want to get you like excited about it because we're excited about it. On June 26th, we're going to do a few out an event that's a few hours. We're going to call it like an inner bloom pop up in South Carolina. And um, it's going to be super awesome. We're going to do a live interactive podcast recording. We're going to be able to meet all of you guys. Like we want you guys, if you're like anywhere near South Carolina, like this is the time for us to meet up, like drive, get your friends together. Like, let's go. Let's make this like an event, a day, Um, (laughs) because we're going to partner with some really cool people and offer some really cool events and offer giveaways and things like that and raffles it's going to be really we're going to offer like healing sessions it's going to be really 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 fun and have you ever been to charleston no i've i've only been to south carolina once with my dad to see the full moon eclipse and we were just literally like driving there to get like the best view of the the so i've never no the answer. I've, I've been to Myrtle Beach, but never Charleston. So, and we Myrtle have the Beach cutest Airbnb, like right in Charleston, like right near the water. It's so cute. I'm so excited about it. So excited. Uh, so get ready for that. If you guys want to meet up, this is like a really good opportunity. Beside, like if you can't make it to our retreats or whatever, this is like a day event. So. Yeah. We'll be releasing more information about that very, very soon. Um, but if you're interested, shoot us an email or like send us a DM or some, send a smoke signal, something so that we know that you're interested and you're, you're, you're going to come because we are really, 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 really excited to meet you guys. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have more information. I'm going to sneeze so my hands are like Look this. to the light. Look to the light. It doesn't work. There's not enough light today. <laughs> Um, but we're going to have more information on our Instagram. So stay tuned for that. If you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us so you can be informed on all of the fun events that we have going on this year, because this is not the only one. What was the other thing you wanted to talk about? I want to talk about Arizona. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So it's officially official. We're sold out. Super excited. Some of the fun surprises that we've told the guests already. So at every retreat, we always have like fun surprises to tell people. That's why we're very elusive about what's going to happen and what we're going to do. It's very planned out, but we want to keep it a surprise. And one of the surprises we just told everybody about is a hunter balloon ride. We're all going to go on a hunter balloon ride together. I am scared out of my mind, but so excited. Um, This is always something that I've been too afraid to do. And I thought, what a better way to get over this fear than to be leading a retreat. Ambrosia goes, we're definitely going to be in the same hot air balloon, okay? Because I'm going to, I'm like, no, that's a terrible idea. Because if one hot air, you know, what if, if we both die, then, you know, who's going to carry on inner bloom? At least one of us could, you know, we'll split up to keep, you know, keep inner bloom going. She's like, if, if one of us dies, you're going to continue in her place. My big thing was like, if one of us dies, your concern is inner bloom. Yeah. It's not like that one of us has fucking we died. Preserve inner bloom. Like, like, I'm sorry, but if Alexa goes, she dies on this one. My big concern is not going to be like, we need to record the rich the podcast. But that, what if that's my legacy? It's like, no, carry on, carry it on. Are you going to yell that on the way down? Yes, like, carry what, it on. 
This is terrible that we're joking about dying, but but it's not. It's not. Okay. All the retreat attendees, if you're listening, don't go in Alexa's basket. Go in my basket. Oh my God. So I've decided that all the brave people should go with me and all the scared people should go with you so we can balance out the baskets. Yeah. Cut to I end up being like the most scared person unexpectedly. I like think it's fine. And then I'm like, oh, this is a lot scarier than I thought. No, I've, I've always wanted to go on a hot air balloon ride. I'm really excited about it. And I feel like Sedona is the most magical place to do that yeah. because they do it straight over the canyon. So you get like crazy views. I'm, I'm very excited. Very oh, excited. I'm so excited about it. Um, yeah. So really, really pumped about that. I just wanted to share that with everybody. Yay. Yay. Um, cool. So that's all the fun stuff we have going on. Um, we have, we'll, we'll share a couple more updates at the end of the episode, but today getting into our topic today, we wanted to talk about the topic of codependency. Um, and you know, this has been bubbling. We always like to take topics that are like bubbling up in our real lives. And for me, this is a topic that has been coming up for me um, because it's been a big theme of my life is <laughs> being codependent, um, being codependent on my parents, being codependent on friends or with friends. Um, just having a lot of codependent relationships and also codependencies with things like food or sugar or, or stuff like that. So, but the reason it came up was because I kind of had like this mind blowing experience recently where I was like very frustrated in one of my relationships and I just was, I couldn't figure out like why I was so frustrated. I was just so annoyed. And what eventually like ended up happening was I was using this framework written by Byron Katie uh, called The Work. And it's like these four questions of basically kind of like investigating your own thoughts and, um, and she does work with codependency. So I was I was kind of like investigating one of my own thoughts. And what I came to realize was that a part of me is so bored of being this person who believes that all of my happiness has to come through another person, right? Because mm. that's – when I think back to when I was little, I literally – some of my first memories are having an absolute meltdown in front of my parents being like, entertain me like tell me what to do like help me have fun I like was under the belief that I could not figure it out on my own and I needed them and looking back I think I just really wanted to connect with them and be around people but like I didn't I don't know I didn't handle it very well or didn't really understand how to communicate that but anyway I still have these tendencies to this day and it makes me very unhappy when I realize that I'm looking at someone else and expecting my happiness to come through them. And when they don't show up for me in that way, when they're just living their life and, you know, not uh, acquiescing to my every desire, I have the equivalent of a like adult tantrum and Mm -hmm. are like, why and 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 what the realization was was no it's not anything wrong with the other person it's it's you not saying something's wrong with me but it's saying it's it, you don't want to be this person anymore who needs other people to create her happiness you played that role for a long time it served you in different ways and now something else is wanting to come through, which is the realization that I can and always have been able to 
create my own happiness and stand on my own two feet. And I really realized this around my birthday, which was last week, where I spent the whole day planning out my happiness throughout the whole day. And it was just little things that I knew would make me happy. And by the end of the day, I just had this overwhelming feeling of, look, like you know what makes you happy. It's, you can create your happiness. And um, and the the beautiful thing is that when you really give yourself that permission to do that for yourself, everyone else shows up as a bonus, not as the thing that needs to be the thing to make the stuff work or not as mm-hmm. the thing that makes you happy. You connect with your happy. Everyone else is just an added bonus. And it just made me realize, I think, how many of us have these codependencies with each other and with things and food and substances and stuff. And so I thought it would be a really good topic um, because I don't think there's one of us that hasn't experienced this in some way, you know? I agree. And I think it is a good topic because I think that typically we look at um, codependency as, you know, it's this terrible thing and, oh, you must be, you know, a really, I think we have a lot of stereotypes with codependency, but like you just said, I think all of us have these tendencies to be codependent, whether we're aware of it or not, because we really are social creatures. And I feel like it really validates our experience to say, um, well, you know, you're happy, so I'm happy and all of that. And I think that going into society, we're taught empathy and we're taught to, um, rely on other people for our happiness. And I think codependency is, in my opinion, it's like um, like a spectrum, right? It can be healthy and it can be like where, you know, I'm happy if you're happy type of thing. Like I'll compromise with you on the situation, but it can also be really damaging. It can be very unhealthy, right? So I don't think it's just a one size fits all. And I don't think it's so black and white. I think it's something that is dependent upon each person and also their level of um, shit they're willing to tolerate. How tolerant are you of being in the mind frame of, I can't be happy until this person validates me in some way, because that can be a really unhealthy version of codependency. And I know that for me personally, I used to really value um, my looks on if I was attractive to other people or not. Well, I'm not pretty because this person doesn't want to sleep with me essentially or something along those lines, right? And I that's very damaging to your self-esteem and it's not true because I am pretty. Fuck whatever the people think. So I think that that's, that's one example that how it's played in my life. Yeah, totally. And when you're talking about the spectrum, right, I do think it's – that's when you're talking about like, yeah, we can all kind of depend on each other type of thing and um, it's like work together to create something, right? Like it's – that's like interdependence, right? It's mm-hmm. like not complete independence. It's like we're interdepending. I think that's the right word on one another. We're – we're depending on one another, but we're also like independent as we do it. It's not like our whole world would fall apart if like somebody didn't come through, but we mm-hmm. are able to like co-create and work together and depend on friends or neighbors or family or whatever it is. 
And I think that is the quote healthy version, right? Like that right. is the version that you ideally would want to be in. That being said, um, you know, it's funny you brought up the, the prettiness thing. And because I was thinking of that recently, I was thinking of how really, really, really pretty people, I feel like I always hear them talk about how, or I feel like it's like that's what you're grown, that's what you're raised to be dependent on other people saying that to you, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the most obvious thing about you and people are responding to it and treating you a certain way because of it. So then you grow up dependent on that's how, that's my value in the world. When someone yeah. says you're so beautiful, you're so this. So then if someone doesn't do that, you go, oh no, what's wrong with me? It, because that is the way that you've come to know that you're, quote, valuable. Now, once that starts to happen, it's like the realizing that, wait, no, it never was about that. It always has been about your value as a soul, as a being. But you were taught to think, because of your experiences, oh, my value is out here. And mm-hmm. that takes this whole process of reprogramming. And I mean, that's like the journey that we're all on, right? So for me... It was always about this belief that I needed other people to validate my, I, I don't know, just to like let me know that I wasn't alone even. Like mm-hmm. just to let me know that like they see me, I'm not alone, and I'm loved, you know. And I think it can be as simple as that. Um And over time, that started this very, you know, dependent nature on other people to make me happy or satisfied. And I think that this also really plays into people pleasing, right? Yeah, 100% for sure. I think that like you look at, you look at my five-year-old, for example, I mean, he's five, so he's little, but he has... And and I think it's very normal to have codependent tendencies when you're that age because he is reliant. I mean, if it's not for me, like he'll literally die. So um, I think that's normal. But what I've noticed about him lately that's changing is that he'll go up to people and we're really big on um, boundaries and we're really big on um, making sure that... um, Oh, I can't think of the word right now. Why? Why is my brain not working? But um, like when asking for a hug instead of just giving someone a hug. And I can't think of the word. Oh, um, now I can't think of it. It's okay. like hypnosis. Hypnotize <laughs> me to not be able to think about it. I consent. Did. Consent. Consent. Thank you. We're really big on consent. So what I've noticed lately is um, he's really good about that for a five-year-old. He's, he's pretty good about it. Can I get a hug, please? I need a hug right now. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, do you want to talk about anything? Are you okay? And he's like, nope, just wanted a hug. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I feel like it's just that, it, that um, being dependent as far as like, I just want to know that I'm not alone right now. Mm-hmm. Or because we are in a pandemic, everybody is having feelings of isolation, including mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another thing at play here is I feel really alone right now. And maybe he doesn't know how to express that. And so, you know, just asking for a hug. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when I was thinking about the people pleasing 
nature of it, I was thinking about like the ways in which, because another definition of codependency is like, I'm not okay if you're not okay. Like you were saying yeah. earlier, right? Yeah. Like being an adult person, being because like you said, the kid thing makes sense, but it's like, okay, I, if you're not okay, then I'm not okay. And so it's that always wanting to please other people to make sure they're going to be okay so that you can be okay, right? Mm-hmm. And I do yeah. think that that stems from trauma in childhood and stuff. For example, like when I was little, my mom, uh, you know, was in the hospital. She had cancer. And my dad, I think I have memories of my dad just being like alone and me being Mm -hmm. worried about that and me not wanting to go play with kids because me thinking, I don't want to leave him alone. You know, I don't want him to feel alone. So I would choose him over playing with kids which then later, like, I remember my parents would be like, why don't you want to play with kids? Like, what? I was like, I'm, I'm com- more comfortable with adults. I always was more comfortable with adults. It's interesting. I just kind of put that together now. It's like I always wanted to choose my dad over the kids because I wanted to make sure he was okay and didn't feel alone. And so it's over time, you know, as you grow up into adult, you might still be doing that, not even realizing that, like, that's what you're doing, right? You're – yeah. It's like could be playing out into your romantic relationships or your business partnerships. You and I have gone through that, that several yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Still in the process, I would say. Yeah. Like in, in times. I remember a really extreme version of this is when I realized you're not going to make everybody happy. So you should make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was managing the sports department at the YMCA and I oversaw about – Roughly, like including coaches and all of that, 500 people. So it's a lot to manage. It's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of people. And I remember there was a, a, a game, basketball game, where two players got into a – this was an average weekend. Two players that got into a fist fight with each other. It was um, an adult men's league. And then all of the coaches um, quit because they got into a fight – And I couldn't make anybody happy. There was a gun that was pulled out. Like I couldn't make anybody. It escalated very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't make anybody happy because everybody was upset. And I passed out cold. Like right there in the middle of the basketball court. And that was the thing that diffused the situation. But it was because. This is the path of least resistance. (laughs) (laughs) But it was because I was like the doctors were trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Why did I pass out? That was the second time in that job that that had happened, actually. I just went unconscious. And what they were determining that my stress level was so high that I was just out. Right. My my um, blood pressure had gotten too high and I just passed out. And so I remember thinking, like, one, this job is not worth this stress. And two, you're not going to make everybody happy. There's no way that you can make 500 people happy and nobody's going to be upset about this. It's just not going to happen. And so I really, from that job, what I really took away was that it's a beautiful thing to be okay pissing people off. It's a beautiful thing to be comfortable in yourself enough to make a decision and say, this is the right decision. And it's okay if you're upset with it. It's okay if you leave because of my decision, but this is my decision. Yes. Snaps for that. Preach on that. That was like a mic drop moment. It's it's a beautiful thing to be okay with pissing someone off. It's a beautiful thing to 
Because exactly, it's like in all of my relationships, I never wanted to make anyone. I remember the first time actually, Ambie, like you and I got into, it probably wasn't the first time, but it was one of the first times that you and I got into something where I think it was like, I thought that maybe I was going to like move to LA or something like that. This was like two years ago. And you like something about that really triggered abandonment. And there was just like, you were like upset, but like, I remember I, my natural thing was to, like, you were like, I got to call you later or something. And my natural thing was to be like, okay, call her back and just say like, hey, I'm sorry, like this and this and this and try to just make it right. And I remember I was in my hot yoga class and I kept hearing, no, like, don't just let her go through it. Like, let her, I, it, I know you want to make it better, but it, you making it better isn't actually making it better. Like, let mm. her have her process and don't try to please let it be. And then yeah. afterwards, you called me and were like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I thought, you know, we, we resolved it very quickly and you came to a better perspective for yourself. And that whole thing never ended up happening anyway, so it didn't even matter. But the point is that, um, I, I think exactly sometimes we're so quick to, it's, it's like, I can see this in myself. I, I, I'm imagining right now me constantly watching my husband and being like, what do you think about that? And constantly re- reacting to his responses, whether they're conscious responses or like, he's just not even paying attention and he's like looking at his phone and I'm like, oh no, this, I'm interpreting all of this rather than tuning into myself, paying attention to myself and saying, well, what, what do I want to be feeling right now? What do I want to focus on? Rather than mm-hmm. having to focus on everyone around me and try to, like that's so depleting and it's so distracting from who you are and what you're being guided to do. You know, yeah. actually, as I'm even saying this, I'm receiving the information of like, this is why so many people have trouble connecting with their intuition because they're so concerned with what everyone else is doing, thinking, saying, how they're reacting, what their response might be, what they might be thinking about. How the hell could you ever hear your own intuition when you're trying to get inside everybody else's head? Yeah. I mean, it's exhausting. It's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the other thing that just to go in a little bit deeper on that one, I think the other part of this is that people are really scared to hear what's going on in their head and in their heart, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because that means that you've got to face some ugly bits of yourself that you might not be ready to face. And that's okay too. But I, I think it's a process. And I think that coming into terms with what you want out of life and what you are willing to sacrifice to get what you want or to have what you want or be what you want. Um, goes right in line with what we're talking about as far as not allowing other people to really deter you from that and really hearing your own intuition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Especially when, um, like when you're talking about the fear of going within and hearing mm-hmm. your own intuition. I mean, also, especially when you've been kind of programmed your whole life to, to not go within and not look out there. Like you're convinced that the problem is out there. Yeah. You're convinced that the problem is within other people and that if you can just attend to other people first, then 
whatever the problem is inside will be fixed. And it's actually like literally the inverse. And it reminds me of when you're on the airplane, and you're told to like put on your mask first, right? It's like, that's what this is about. It's about learning to put your mask on first. Um, and like you said, learning to face yourself and face like what's underneath all the fear about all the other people around you. And that definitely is a, a challenging and can be a scary process. Um, but you know, freedom, true freedom, I think, is freedom from these different forms of codependence, like the the, the out of balance ones. You know what I mean? Because like... The shift that I had recently where I saw how codependent I have been in a toxic way, like I was literally seeing stuff come up that I was like, oh, that is really not good. And it doesn't mean anything's wrong. It just means like, oh, yeah, stop doing that. That doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. at all. Um, Or that's not benefiting your friendship or your relationship or your business partnership. That's not great. Okay, so unsubscribe from that. But um, yeah, I just – I. I lost my train of thought, so I guess my thought's done there. <laughs> you, ever, <laughs> you ever watch The Office? In this scene where Michael Scott is like, sometimes I just keep talking and I don't know where it's going, but I end up there. And I always think about that when I'm in Clubhouse. Like, I don't know where this is going, but we're gonna we're gonna find out. We're just gonna fill the space. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that reminds you of me. Because when me and you are talking about something, we get excited. And then I'll like start saying something again and you go, oh, no, sorry. You go. I'm like, no, I was just ta- I was just filling the space. I was just talking. Just I don't know what I was actually space. saying. Yeah. I like it. That I'm going to I'm going to I'll do it privately. I'm not going to do it in front of everybody. But when Alex like called me out because I just kept repeating myself, I'm going to do that to you next time. It's going to be great. He did it in a funny way. It wasn't a mean way, but it was. Fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Call me out. Call me out then. Because sometimes <laughs> you get, like, excited about what you're talking about. Yeah. And I want to be like, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. What's going to happen? What's next here? But there's nothing next. Like, that's it. It's so funny when that happens. I'm really trying to, I like, I like I know what you're talking about. I'm logically yeah. thinking about it. It's like I'm on the edge of something, but the something <laughs> never comes. That's it. You're on the edge of it. What's, um, what's next? I can feel what's the, gonna happen. You know what it is? I can feel the energy of excitement of the idea, but it's like the mm-hmm. idea hasn't fully translated yet. So I'm just kind of like, <gasps> and then I like lose the wave. I like lose it escapes me. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. Remember I'm when we were crying right now? We were with our coaching client, and I like really thought I, uh, I, I was like, <laughs> I had it, and I shared this idea, and the two of you just stared at me like dead cricket. That's not it. That's Crickets. not the idea. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what's going on here? Because I'm telling you guys, this came in hot. Like. <laughs> Your response is a little Did the Zoom cut out? Did you hear me? No. And you both are like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It wasn't much of an idea. Um, It's so fun when you can laugh at yourself. (laughs) It's a good time. It really is. It's my favorite part of the day. You've got me doing that now. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, you've got me being like, let me tell you what this idea is. 
I'm going to tell you what the idea is. And I'm like, oh. fuck, you've said it three times, dude. Tell him what the idea is. Because I like can't oh, get my thoughts together. I understand now how that all relates. Okay, that's really funny. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my anyway. face from today's episode. This is good. Let's give, before we wrap up, let's give some um, tips and tools to um, – work on codependency if that's something that you're noticing that doesn't and it doesn't make you feel good in your life I have one go ahead you go first okay so I already mentioned this but I would highly recommend checking out Byron Katie and her book The Work because she has this like four-step process where it's like let's say someone let's say your partner who you feel you're in a codependent kind of thing with Let's say they say something to you that really upsets you or triggers you or something like that. Mm-hmm. It basically allows you to take the statement that they said and take it through this process where you get to turn it around and really see it from a lot of different angles. And there's something about her very simple process of doing this that it makes you realize, oh, like nothing's personal. And in fact, it really might not be the way that I'm all like projecting this and seeing this. And it really Mm. allows you to kind of like step back and detach from these uh, kind of like codependent patterns or natures or tendencies or beliefs. And that's a really, really good place to start is to start seeing things from different angles so that it can allow you to reconnect with your own power. Because like I said, I just had a moment like this the other day where I was just like, oh, whoa, I am really codependent in all these ways. I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good. I did the process and I saw, oh, this is what's wanting to shift. And I immediately Mm -hmm. felt like I switched into a more empowered version of myself. And as a result, a lot of things in my different relationships shifted around really quickly. Yeah. Um, I love that. I think that's a great tip. I I guess my tip for moving out of a codependent um, mindset would be Understanding your environment and seeing, and this is intuitive, so bear with me, understanding your environment, but also understanding small steps that you can take because it small steps equate to big changes. So I would say small steps you can take to not be as codependent and like you're doing, right? So you understand my happiness is dependent upon this person. So I'm going to do this, this, and this to make me happy because I know that those things make me happy. So I would start with one thing that makes you happy. Or if you're having a hard time making a decision, I would start with a small choice. Like, do you want grapes or oranges, right? Small choice. It's really not going to make a big difference in your life. And I would go from there. Mm, Yeah, I love that. It always comes back to making the small small steps, taking it one step at a time. I love that. And it really empowers you. Um, yeah. And and also, no, that's it. That's it. People on uh, Facebook said, Taylor Drake said, I needed this today. Thank you, girls. Uh, oh, she also said, yes, so powerful, Ambie. Tara said, I 100% resonate with what you're saying, Alexa. Awesome. Perfect. So, yeah, I think if if you're hearing this today, you know, maybe this is coming up for a reason. And you know why else? Because it's time for us to 
evolve past the codependent type of structure. We don't need it anymore. Maybe for a while we needed it, right? Maybe for a yeah. while it's like that it's it it comes with a lot of lack mentality too of like if you don't approve of me or if you say the wrong thing or if you don't if you aren't there for me then I'm not blah blah blah. It's the you complete me thing. Yeah. In a in a toxic way. You know what I mean? In a toxic way, yeah. Yeah. Whereas it, it the 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 new structure that we're moving into is more of a I complete me, you complete you, let's come together and make a business or a baby or a relationship or whatever it is. Let's come together and be awesome together, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I wanna say, because I can already hear and feel some people listening to this going, oh no, I feel like I'm in a codependent relationship. Do I need to get out of it? Does that what this means? And what I want to say is, well, maybe if it's really bad or if you know you need to, but what I really want to say is you can change the relationship just by changing your own tendencies. You know, you can shift so much in another person just by shifting yourself because you are very connected to that other person. And so when you shift, they're going to have to shift too. And then you Mm -hmm. see what you want to do about it. You know what I mean? But know that you have the power. And I feel like a lot of people in relationships, whatever kind of relationship it is, often think, oh no, this person is doing things that I don't like. Therefore, I have to make them change, which is never going to happen because they're not going to listen to me or do the things I want them to do. So therefore, what do I do? You do your work. Know that it'll shift what has to be shifted in them. And then you reevaluate you know, how you feel about on what you want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's a good step. Good tip. Yeah. Good first step. Um, okay, cool. So thank you guys for listening. Let's give a one more update. In addition to the first two that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, our inner bloom experience boxes are now officially reopened for subscription for the July box that's coming out in July, and the July box is unicorn-themed. Ooh, it's so exciting. We have a lot of fun things planned for you guys for that one. And the last one, in case you missed the um, unboxing video that is in our Inner Bloomers Facebook group, you should check it out. But we gave everybody moon bowls so they can work with the moon. We gave them customized mugs and a cacao ceremony to do with their uh, sigil partner. Obviously, they got sigils and little microphones, little microphones. Yeah. The star projector, 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 projector. There we go. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we have lots of fun things planned in this experience box. And if you want to participate, um, you can sign up in the show notes or on our website. Indeed. And make sure to let us know if you want to come meet us in South Carolina the last weekend in June. We're so excited to see, be able to see more of you, especially now that, you know, we're all going back out into the world safely. Um, so let us know about that. And, uh, yeah, we love you guys so much. And anything you want to share, Andy? Sorry. Okay. Good. <laughs> we love you guys so much. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 